Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friend, today we're talking about four foods that spike anxiety and what to eat instead. And we might talk about a few more than four, but think of them like four food categories that spike anxiety and what you ought to be eating instead in order to promote the best brain, the best mental health that you can. Welcome if this is your first time listening. I'm Audrey Christie. I'm a functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner. I help you heal from the roots up and the inside out. I help you stop chasing symptoms, get to the root cause, and finally find balance for good. So let's talk about it. What should we be putting in our body and what should we be avoiding putting in our body in order to have the least amount of anxiety. There's four main things we're going to talk about, but they kind of expand into some other categories. So first, let's talk about the really nasty S word, sugar. (laughs) So sugar is a huge, huge trigger for anxiety. And in fact, a lot of the sugar that we consume isn't even in the form of like tasting good and sweets, right? It's in the form of food preservatives and ultra processed foods, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. And you're, you might be tired of people telling you that sugar is poison, right? Um, but getting rid of sugar will help you not only to avoid more sugar cravings, right? But it also helps you to reduce your anxiety. Unfortunately, this goes for most artificial sugar as well. Even some of the more natural stuff can cause blood sugar spikes that can lead to anxiety. What this doesn't include, when I'm telling you to avoid sugar, this does not include things like dates, medjool dates. It doesn't include things like fruit. It doesn't include things like a little maple syrup or a little honey. All of these things are good influences of sugar. What we're really looking at here are things like high fructose corn syrup. We're looking at sugar used as preservatives. We're looking at the sugar that is in um, sodas and that sort of thing, which is high fructose corn syrup. But we're really looking at all of those heavy, chemical-laden, hyper-processed sugars, okay? Natural sugars, generally not a problem as long as they're part of a balanced diet. What do I mean by that? That means that we're not starting our day with Lucky Charms or Cheerios, for that matter. That's a whole other discussion, but we're not starting our day with Lucky Charms or some other sugary cereal. We're not starting our day with a stack of pancakes and even maple syrup, right? We might be starting our day with a banana and something with some more fiber in it, like some oats or a smoothie um, or any number of things. We have an episode coming up here in the next month or so that is healthy breakfast options that give you the the right balance of sweet and the right balance of uh, fiber and the right balance of protein to really make you and fats too, to get you off on, on the right foot every day. But just know that sugar is a huge trigger for anxiety and ADHD and all kinds of things, even for the little kiddos, right? The second one is caffeine. And yeah, this is going to suck, right? Caffeine. I mean, there's no polite way to say it. If you're going to get rid of caffeine altogether, you're going to have three solid days of suck. And then you'll never look back again, right? Caffeine can cause dehydration, which is linked to depression and anxiety. Um, It also overexcites the nervous system, which also causes anxiety. Okay, so 
What I want you to do instead, and if you're thinking, Audrey, I'm not giving up caffeine. I like tea. I like coffee. I like all these things. Perfect. I have another solution for you. And I'll put a link on the show notes page at audreychristie.com forward slash 176. But my solution for you is mushroom coffee. It tastes like coffee. It tastes like coffee. It tastes so much like coffee because it's got coffee in it. It's even got a little bit of caffeine in it, but it is modulated by reishi spores. Reishi spores help to modulate the caffeine. Reishi is an adaptogen. And so it helps your body to get all the caffeine it needs from that cup of, of coffee when the, um, if you need it, or it helps to modulate it down if you don't need it. Right. So number one, you switch that coffee habit down to one cup a day. Number two, you're getting all the benefits of reishi spores in in an organic, simple to use, easy to travel coffee. Now, there are a couple other brands on the market other than the one that I recommend. Again, that link is at audreychristie.com forward slash 176. And it's not that these are bad. It's just that they're not as powerful and they're equal. They cost the same. So I really suggest going with the, (laughs) the better of the two. But you really want to look for something that has Ganoderma or Reishi mushroom spores. It is one of the most famous medicinal mushrooms. Um, it's been used for thousands of years to treat things like liver disease, kidney inflammation, high blood pressure, arthritis, insomnia, bronchitis, asthma, gastric ulcers. It benefits the heart and helps with so many other concerns, okay? But what it's going to do for you in this instance is reduce stress, improve sleep, calm anxious thoughts, help to modulate the uh, immune system and help to regulate your blood sugar, all of which is critical to managing anxiety. Um, In the, in Japan, they've actually listed Ganoderma or Reishi as an herb for treating cancer. It's that powerful. Um, So what you want to do though, is make sure that if you're choosing a reishi coffee, that it doesn't have any other additive. You want to make sure it doesn't have other additives in it, that it's organic and you can't use reishi spores. Like your body can't, they're not bioavailable unless they have gone through a specific process um, in order for them to be kind of cracked halfway open, but not all the way open. So a lot of times um, you'll get, you'll find reishi spores in something and they're cracked all the way open and it's not, uh, bioavailable. It's just, it's dead for lack of a better term. Um, so you have to have it protected enough to make it through your stomach acid, but not, uh, too protected that your intestines can't use it. It can't seed your intestines. Now there is something that you can add. In addition, you can use something called reishi mushroom mycelium, and that actually comes in a cap and I'll do a whole episode on mushroom coffee so that you guys get a good um, idea of what it is. But the point of this is that you want to absolutely avoid caffeine in regular products. Okay. So if you can start, if you can swap out your coffee for Reishi coffee, it will greatly reduce, if not completely eliminate your anxiety issues in the morning. All right. Number one, two, three. Number three is to avoid ultra processed food. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the, um, sugar stuff that I gave you at the beginning, but ultra processed food is full of rancid oils. Um, It's full of things that your body can't digest, things that tear holes in your digestive system. And we know that uh, most of our 
uh, mood regulating hormones come from our gut. And so when you are eating things out of a package, even if it looks healthy, like even if it's a lar bar, <laughs> you know, one of these organic, uh, delicious, low sugar, paleo, vegan, keto, whatever's, if they, if, if it's in a package, if it's shelf stable, chances are, it's just garbage and it's contributing to your anxiety. Um, used to, I would give like some time or situational excuses anymore. Um, if you have one of those, let me know. Head over on Instagram or Facebook, links on the show notes page at AudreyChristie.com forward slash 176. And let me know if you have a reason why you have to eat junk food more, you know, like if you live in a food desert or whatever, and I will give you a solution. Um, Foods that are processed are low in fiber. They are saturated with denatured and rancid, low quality cooking oils. And this stuff wrecks your digestive system. So it's really, really important for you to make sure that it makes up such a small fraction of your diet. I like to tell people that 80 to 90% of their diet needs to be whole plant foods. That last 10 to 20% can be really good quality, free range, whatever's appropriate, wild caught, etc. Um, plant uh, protein if needed. Uh, and then 5% of that 10 to 20% can be something that comes out of a package, can be fast food if that's what you want. Um, but I encourage you to elevate your palate, elevate your vibration, and I'll, don't allow these things that don't really even taste that good anyways to cause harm, dis-ease, imbalance in your body that allows you to feel anxious on a daily basis. It's just not worth it. And the fourth one is gluten, Okay. Gluten has got to go. Now, depending on the age of the person I'm working with, I don't always take gluten out first. For most adults, I encourage you to avoid gluten at all cost, period. And it's not that hard. Uh, along, it's probably been 10, 12 years since we've been a family that eats gluten and we enjoy all the things. We still have birthday cakes at on birthdays. I still make pie at Thanksgiving. Um we still have sandwiches occasionally with gluten-free bread, although I'll encourage you not to substitute gluten products with gluten-free products, at least in the beginning. That needs to be something that you can – it goes in that 10 to 20% of stuff that you shouldn't eat that often um, because they're often not – any better for you than gluten other than they don't actually have gluten in them. But we know that gluten has a propensity for tearing holes in the digestive tract, which damages said intestines, said gut microbiome, and stops the production or wrecks the production of those neurotransmitters that you need to not be anxious, to get a full night's sleep, to process the nutrients in your food that keep anxiety at bay. So gluten is the fourth thing that you should, that causes anxiety to spike. Um, and that I want you to stop eating, right? Stop eating it. Now let's talk about, so actually one more point, ladies, um, anxiety can also really be tied to hormone fluctuation. So it's really important to monitor your cycle. I like the dot app it's available in the app store. Um, I think it's free and I'll link it in those show notes as well, but you can track your anxiety and your cycle and see what hormone fluctuations might be related to the way you feel, to see when your anxiety might be related to hormone fluctuations. Um, and some of this can be helped by supplementation, even some herbal supplements, but even using herbal supplements or micronutrients, taking, taking supplements in general, 
oftentimes that's a band-aid, right? We want to do that to help the drainage pathways move. We want to do that to detoxify the body. We want to do that to rebuild the gut microbiome. And then we want to stop. We don't want to be taking 1500 supplements every day forever, right? So that was just kind of a sidebar note. If you're on birth control, that's important to note, as well as if you are um, having hormone fluctuations that affect your anxiety. Okay, now let's talk about the what to replace it with part, (laughs) what you ought to be eating instead of gluten, caffeine, uh, sugar, and those nasty ultra processed foods. Okay, so let's start with I'm going to do this kind of in nutrients, right? Let's talk about the nutrients and then I'll give you the food that you need. So the first nutrient I want you to focus on is omega threes. Now omega threes are found in lots of things, both plant based and animal based, you want to make sure you're getting a good mixture of both. And you can also supplement if you just can't eat enough. Okay, so omega threes, we're looking at sardines, which I don't like either mackerel, halibut, salmon, oysters, clad. You want to make sure that all of those things are wild caught. I better not catch you with farm-raised fish in your grocery basket, friends. It's so bad for you. So sardines, mackerel, halibut, salmon, oysters, clad. And then as far as the um, kind of balance of that in the plant world, you're looking for chia seeds, flax seeds, sea veggies, walnuts. And then you can also look for a supplement as well. On the full script apothecary, I have lots and lots of options for you. I really like humans to take a vegan based omega three. And it's not necessarily for ocean life or for fish, right? I'm telling you to eat the fish. But for omega threes, in a bottle, the plant based ones are more shelf stable, they tend to upset stomachs less. And when you're eating a fish, you're you're getting the omega three because the fish ate the seaweed. So why not go straight to the source and take the seaweed? I mean, you do want to make sure you have a pretty good balance of DHA and EPA in those supplements. I like people to be getting three to 5000 milligrams of omega threes every single day. And so what I like you to do is eat as many as you can and then supplement on top of that to bowel tolerance. So what that means is you eat all the omega threes you can in your diet, and then you take one omega three pill, you do that for three days. If you don't have any loose stools, then you go to two the next day, and you take that for three days, and then for three the next day, and then you take that for three days. If you start having diarrhea, you back up one pill. So say on the third set, you're taking three pills a day on day two, you start having loose stools, then you know that two pills a day, two of those omega three supplements a day is the right dosage for you. And this is kind of it's really a simple way to do it, it used to be the way we always did it to bowel tolerance. Um, they've come up with some more specific recommendations since then, but it's still the best DIY at home way to do it. Now, the next nutrient is folate. And now folate is not to be confused with folic acid. A lot of times people use those two terms interchangeably, but they are completely different. Folate is required for a lot of body functions and processes like mood balance, like neurological development, as well as metabolism of lots of amino acids that also affect those same things. Um, Some people lack the ability, the biological ability to convert folic acid, which is man-made, into folate. So it's important to eat foods that contain folate. If you're taking a supplement to take one that contains folate, not folic acid. 
folic, especially if you're pregnant, gosh, people are like, I'm taking my folic acid supplement. Don't take that. It doesn't work for half of you anyways. Take folate. <laughs> but that's another, another rabbit hole we could go down. So foods you can get folate from eggs, spinach greens, romaine, broccoli, citrus fruits, all the berries, berries you want to make sure that they're organic, and sunflower seeds. Um, and I wouldn't recommend necessarily getting the roasted salted sunflower seeds. You might just consider some raw organic sunflower seeds there or sprouted sunflower seeds would be even better. Um, the next one is vitamin D3. It is the sunshine supplement, but you can also get it from foods like liver, which I don't like either, egg yolks, uh, fish, salmon as well. Now with vitamin D in the fall and winter, you're going to want to supplement that as well. I recommend people have their vitamin D levels checked at least twice a year, um, especially for if you haven't figured out your maintenance yet. Um, so in the summertime, if you are not tan on about 80% of your body, then you're probably low on vitamin D. It's probably wise to get a vitamin D level checked and then to start supplementing with D. Now I hear people saying, oh, Audrey, guess what? I'm taking my vitamin D3 supplement and that is great. Usually where you've missed the boat is, or where your conventional practitioner, conventional doctors miss the boat and when they recommend you, is they're not telling you to take D3 plus K2. Now, when this information first came out, totally understandable, but this has been common knowledge since about 2018 that you need K2 with your D3 supplement. So make sure you're taking both together. Otherwise, the D3 doesn't know where to shuttle the calcium to in the body and it can cause problems like calcium blockages in your major vessels. Okay. So that's really, really important to know. Um, and then the last thing we want to talk about again is reishi, reishi mycelium and reishi spores. Now you can eat some reishi mushrooms. They're generally quite expensive. I don't particularly like reishi mushrooms. So I like to take them in my coffee. It works both as a probiotic and helps with all sorts of things. Um, and I still get that delicious bitter cup of warm coffee in the morning. And then also mycelium, which is great to take at night, helps to promote a restful sleep and it helps to reduce anxiety. It's good for kiddos and adults. It's super healing to the gut as well. So to wrap this up, four foods that spike anxiety, sugar, caffeine, gluten, and ultra processed foods, what to eat instead, all things omega-3, all things full of folate, vitamin D, and all things supercharged, super powerful mushrooms. If you take one thing from this episode, know this, you can get better and don't let anyone tell you you can't. There is not a single, single situation health-wise that is not helpable, okay? And if people are telling you that it's not, then go see somebody else because you deserve to feel better and you deserve the option to discover how to do that. I want you to remember that I am always, always rooting for you, friend, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.